I think it's safe to say that a lot of you out there are coffee lovers. You probably brew something fresh every morning, or maybe you run to a local coffee shop or drive through on your way to work each morning. But have you ever taken the time to think about what is in your coffee or the other additives you add, like your coffee creamer? Well, Laird Superfood could help you up your coffee game with an entirely new coffee experience. With Laird, you'll get better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits. All products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you are incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into your routine. Their coffees are made from all-natural, whole food ingredients, contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil, have no artificial flavors, colors, or additives. And the Laird Superfood Creamers are crafted from the highest quality, all-natural, real food ingredients. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code GOPODCAST at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Go Get Outside podcast. This is your host, Jason Milligan. Welcome back. Welcome aboard. Today, I will be featuring the first episode of Chickaboom. This was a show created by Cindy Wyatt, who you may recall from podcast episodes 84, 92, and 104. This was recorded as a live stream back in the summer of 2019, which included live audience questions and some interactions. Chickaboom was a show created for women by women about the outdoors, created by Cindy Wyatt, but also featuring Marilee Valcas, who also has appeared in episode 92 of this podcast. It also features Severia Tilden, who was on episode number three of this podcast, and then again in episode 92. And it also features a newcomer to the show, Roxanne Armstrong. And in this episode, they talk about the top five reasons that keep women from going outside. I invite you to listen to the audio here on the feed, but if you would like to watch the original videotaped live stream from 2019, you can head to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Go Get Outside podcast, or you can go to our website, gogetoutside.com, go to the video section, go to the YouTube page, and you can find it there. So I will leave you to Chickaboom, Mother Nature is Calling, and we will be back December 16th with a regular episode of this podcast. So enjoy. naturally ignited when you get a group of women together in the outdoors. We love to talk and we love adventure. But what we observed was a lack of relatable conversations happening, like between other women. So we put together a panel of experts and influencers to guide and start the conversation. But we rely on you to bring that discussion to another level. So let's get you outside confident and comfortable. Let me introduce you to our panel. My name is Cindy Wyatt. 
Marilee Valquez, join us, please. Thank, Thank you so you much guys. for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So uh, my name is Marilee, and uh, I work at REI Burbank as an action sports specialist. Um, I'm also an outdoor educa educator and adventure coach and just overall um, outdoor multi-sport athlete. Awesome. Next we have Severia Tilden. <laughs> Woo! Awesome. Thank you. What my dream team. I know, right? <laughs> oh my, uh, my name is Severia, and I am a marketing consultant and founder of The Adventurous, as well as a rock climbing guide and adventure guide. And I like to say I'm an instigator of fun. All right. You are awesome. <laughs> awesome chick. Next up, Roxanne Armstrong. Thank Roxanne. you so much. Hi. Thank you. You're I'm so, so glad welcome. you're here. Thank you for inviting me. My name is Roxanne. I am a yoga instructor. Uh, international yoga competitor and just an all-around outdoor enthusiast. I love to be outdoors and I'm so happy to be here with these wonderful women. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't say much about myself, um, but I work at the REI in Burbank, California as a sales lead and I'm an event director and also an ultra runner. Let's kick off this show and we have an awesome sponsor for today's show. Yes, Severia. our sponsor is Rinse Bath and Soap Company. It's a woman-owned business that makes amazing natural products uh, for bath and body. And we have 20 Peppa Foot Bombs, which are amazing foot bombs that we're gonna be giving away to the first 20 people who add questions to the chat. So participate in our chat. The first 20 will get a Peppa Foot sent to you. We will contact you later on that. We will be answering some of your chat questions live at the end of the show, and those that we can't answer live, we will get to online. So please give us your questions. Nice, All that's right. good stuff too. It smells really good. <laughs> so let's light the fuse and get yeah, this started. Yeah, let's get started. started. Let's do Marilee, it. what do we got for today? Well, girls, Mother Nature is calling you, and <laughs> we want to find out what the heck is keeping you from getting outside. You know, it's uh, we have all kinds of barriers in our day-to-day our -day lives, and uh, we just want to talk about them. So definitely, as Cindy said, go ahead and post your questions and share some of your experiences. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about the top five uh, kind of barriers that we've identified. Cindy, you want to go mm -hmm. ahead and list those? Yeah, sure. So not necessarily in order of any importance or anything like that, but things that we've come up with. The first one is time. I just don't have the time. And I guess I will address this being a mom, and I was definitely in this position, I literally thought like the house would just come crumbling down if I left for one hour to go on a run or a hike. Um, but you know what I realized was that I was more grounded and calm to be able to overcome those obstacles of that every day, like rushing around that moms do. Right, so, laundry's still gonna be there. Like, it's, it's not gonna change your life whether you do it. I literally now or came after, back right? in the door and the kid is still like coloring or whatever and looks up and it says, Didn't even miss you. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm gonna do another five miles. Are you telling me you have an overinflated sense of importance? <laughs> Don't we all? I think the other thing too at time is that people feel like you need a ton of time. Like I don't have hours to go on a big hike or I don't have all this time. And getting out in nature can be simple and it doesn't have to be a long time. So if you have 10 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes, it could just be walking the dog. It could be finding a sit spot someplace in your yard where you can just go and sit and decompress for 10 or 15 minutes. So I think too, getting outdoors doesn't have to be an epic summit peak 
20 mile mountain bike ride Absolutely. you know it can be something a, a little goes a long way yeah. for sure and and yeah. I think really making it a part of your schedule because I think we're all yeah. busy women and schedule I even schedule my own yoga class or a hike with Merrily on a Thursday I put it in my calendar as a commitment to myself Good that's point. how I make the time yeah. definitely really and yeah. you know what and it really pays off because it makes you a better person just yes. throughout the day um, and, and it just you can be much more valuable to the people you love yeah. and the people that maybe you there's more for. time in the day than we really think so yeah. get up earlier get up yeah. earlier yeah. 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 Okay, <laughs> so we have knocked yeah. that obstacle out of the park that's Boom. no longer yeah. <laughs> right. so another thing we've heard is I don't know how to do it like educate the education point. So Severia, I'd like for you to um, kind of kick this conversation. Yeah, on. absolutely. I mean, I think we all know knowledge equals confidence, right? And so if you don't have that knowledge, it's part of the reason why you may not be confident going outdoors. So educate yourself, take a class. REI Outdoor School has great classes. There's all, they have all women's classes, they have mixed classes on all different disciplines. Um, chicks climbing and skiing has amazing all women specific things for outdoors. So there's tons of classes that you can take to get out. You can also educate yourself through like friends, through meeting other people. There's different ways you can do it. Um, also hiring a guide, like get some one-on-one -on -one time um, with somebody. So friends, professional resources, classes, guides, those are all great ways, not only to educate yourself, but also, you know, get more knowledge and get to know other people. Yeah, and I think, you know, to get started, uh, you mentioned the REI classes. So there's some in-store classes that they offer for free. Right. You know, so, you know, learning how to, you know, preparing to go camping. And it's all camping basics, hiking basics, backpacking basics. These are all just baby steps that, that, yeah. that you can take that, you get, that can get you started right away. I and mean, if they're they super say, easy. If they say beginning, you're welcome. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. You're totally green in the subject. Yep. You're welcome. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And, and I even think some of the local city colleges have classes yeah. that you could enroll in. I've seen definitely. some of the yeah. information yeah. out there. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's books, so much information. Sort of yeah, like online, knowledge. of course. Online is you know, great. A lot of, a lot of absolutely <laughs> legitimate websites yes. that, that yes. have a lot of uh, valuable information. So and I would, just Sorry, and I would just yeah. say as, as a beginner and as you're learning something new, Remember that it's okay to be a beginner at something. So I think that's something too, there's this fear of like, we have to be good or we have to be an expert at it. And remember that you're gonna learn something and it's gonna be hard at first and that's okay. Like a lot of times when I would teach stand-up paddleboarding classes, women would be getting, or men, everyone would be getting super frustrated and they've been doing it for 20 minutes of their yeah. entire life, yeah. right? So putting in perspective when you're learning something new, Give it time, mm -hmm. take deep breaths, and just like soak in that knowledge and keep practicing. And have fun. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole idea. Have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. I think that kind of ties into yeah. what you're saying. I mean, right. it, it doesn't have to be hard. You just have fun, lower your expectations. Yeah. In fact, I do that a lot. I, I have very low expectations of myself, and it really works. <laughs> I'm great. Well, you're sitting here, so I guess that's you. You're an expert now. Yeah. yeah. That's right, because you said so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay, number three on the list is I don't have other friends that are adventurous and I don't know who to go out with. So, Marilee, would you like to Girlfriends, you got friends out here that want to play in the outdoors with you. Okay, maybe your, your current group of friends, they're not going out there and, and, and exploring the wild, but you know what? There are plenty of us who are, and we want you to come out with us. And there's plenty of other girls looking for, uh, you know, people like you. Um, even grab one of your current girlfriends. You got a wine club, right? Uh, grab one of your wine 
club buddies and let's <laughs> let's go out let's go to one of these classes and learn about backpacking or, or hiking and I mean it's it's really not that hard to do there's also meetup groups there's the Sierra Club there's so many organizations so, you know girls who hike mm-hmm. women who hike uh, all of these clubs that you can find online you know ton in the LA area if you want to learn how to mountain bike there's girls gone riding they're all over Southern California and there's other or, other organizations and clubs all over the country all over the world so uh, just all you have to do is get on this little thing called Google and uh, you can actually find a lot of uh, a lot of uh, opportunities. So how do you discern between the good and the bad, the meetups that are legit and um, and things like that? Like what are some what are some buttons that you see like red flags like whoop no thank you. So I would say depending on your level. So if you're a total beginner you might want to start with something that's actually a class, not just a meetup, right? Or something, or look at the qualifications of who's leading the group or who's leading the hike. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're, and also look for things that say beginner because they're going to be expecting beginners to show up. As you get more advanced, you can probably reach out to different groups once you have that knowledge and you're more self-sufficient. But definitely as a beginner trying things, I would say try to look for groups and look for organizations that are supportive of sort of that beginner person. For sure. And and don't underestimate your own judgment. Right. I mean, you can go to, to meetups and meetups have different cultures, just like in any other organization that you go to. And, you know, you can decide, do I like these people? Do I feel confident with these people? Um, you know, or maybe I have to try another one. Sometimes you have to try a couple different groups to find out, okay, right. you know, this is the right and, one for me. And I think this is all great, but it, this also can be overwhelming, right? It's like, like, oh my God, I've got to, I've got to go on Google. I've got to research this. I guess sometimes it's like your friend, your neighbor, just like, Hey, let's go for a walk. Uh-huh. Let's that's, just that's get out from mine and go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, I know that's that. how Do we you started. Have some experience with this? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's how the two of us met. Just my neighbor, let's go for a walk, walking our dogs. And, and it's led on to before we backpacking we in this area. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. exactly. Yeah. And also classes, um, if you sign up for a class, remember that a lot of times people are taking that class because they're like you. They may not have anybody to teach them. They don't have people in their world who want to try rock climbing or want to try mountain biking. Oh. And so all of a sudden you meet other people who are at the same level who want to yeah. start doing this. So you, a lot of times you make friends taking classes and too. You oh, and yeah. you think you're alone in this. I'm the only right. person that wants to be. And it's, everybody feels, feels like alone in this like class or what have you. Yeah. A way that... I encourage like in the trail running community to meet other folks is to join a race. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to be committed like, you're gonna join a race, you're gonna win. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you're not gonna win. be my friend. You're not gonna be my friend if you don't win. No, you're gonna gain like 2,000 new friends and Absolutely. they all need to put in these miles. And especially the trail running community mm-hmm. is just so grounded and close and um, quaint as I put it. Um, so, so joining a race or an event like that, mm-hmm. um, you get to know a new sphere of friends. And then, you know, some of those friends that you might not have thought are very adventurous, all of a sudden they're like, huh, I'd like to get riding a bike with you today or something yeah. like that. Contagious. So, right. So and definitely. Right. And, and then you inspire your friends. Yeah, and races yeah. are great yeah. because they give you a goal to work towards. Right. So it's yeah. just nice to be like, okay, like we have a goal to work for, something to train for. 
Okay. Definitely. Our yeah. next goal. <laughs> <laughs> did we knock that obstacle we, out? We knocked that obstacle out. I don't know. Viewers, you guys have to, you know, send us a message. Let us know if we cleared that one up for you. Okay. Kay. The next one, um, Roxanne, this is right up your alley, is I'm, I'm just not ready. Like, I have to train before I join you. Right. You know, it's so interesting. Um, I was a personal trainer for a long time. I'm now a yoga teacher. Um, and I think not that we do yoga outdoors all the time, although sometimes there are classes or just do yoga outside. But the first thing people say is I'm not flexible enough, which is ironic because that's why you go to a class to learn again, going back to being a beginner. And so, um, you just want to remember to take it slowly again. Go with a friend, walk around a block. If you've never walked, don't expect to go hike Whitney, you know, your first outing. It's yeah. really more about just getting outside and seeing what's out there and having some fun that way. And it's really more about enjoying what you're doing, enjoying company with friends and just taking a little bit of time and being patient. Number one, I think we've so, said those things before. Too. How did mm -hmm. you feel on that first backpacking trip? Oh, with, right. With so the, my first backpacking trip, trip <laughs> with Marilyn. Yes, I was on um, a trial basis. I was um, <laughs> to the summit. To the yeah, <laughs> yes. And um, the the thing about that not not ready is asking questions. I think I asked you a million questions. What do yep. I take? You know, um, what do I wear? How much should my pack weigh? All of these questions. What food? Mm -hmm. A million questions. So it was educational. And we started hiking and together it was friends. in the mornings. Yeah. yeah. So all of this just comes together that you might not be ready, but you take small steps and then you take bigger ones. I don't know if you're ever feel ready. You know, like if you True. just wait until you're ready, <laughs> you're gonna be right. dead. <laughs> right. Yeah, just just join yeah. the just class. Just go. Yeah, because the results yeah. will come. Well, and 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 the thing is, is that you know, one, do it on your own terms. Mm -hmm. You know, and you, and you find the friend or the group that's gonna be supportive of maybe your fears mm -hmm. and your maybe your abilities, and they're gonna help you. They're gonna help you <laughs> yeah, grow yeah. and get get through it. Um, the other thing is just keep it fun. Yes. And yeah. doing it with friends and and with with fun women. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, you know, that, that makes all the difference. So, so don't you are ready. About, yeah, You're ready. Yeah. Don't girl. worry about your fitness ability. Yep. Just yeah. join the You're class. Ready. Results will One come. step at a time. You are yeah. ready. Okay. Obstacle number four. Boom. 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 Okay. Now there's this big elephant in the room. This is one of the number one reasons that women don't go outdoors is fear. Actually, this honestly snakes in California because I grew up in Alaska and snakes is a new thing that I had to worry about. It's like, oh, I needed a little education and have respect and 
So yes, yes, yeah. I will keep the snake next to me. Snakes, you definitely keep it on your one of. <laughs> that was one of my scariest things to get over until I realized that there were bigger animals out there, like mountain lions and bears. And I was and like, really big spiders. Really big spiders. Literally at the Grand Canyon, the tarantulas are about the size, and they're just walking around like. Was that a rat or a small dog? <laughs> and then, oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah, they're out there, but they're not poisonous. They and are. then there's... and then I realized that um, rattlesnakes. You have like six hours to get to the hospital, yeah. so yeah. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Except for that one in um, in Joshua Tree that you don't want to get bit by yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so let's talk about like all aspects mm-hmm. of the fear. Um, fears that we have. There, there's different types. So we're obviously addressing wildlife. Yeah. Fear in general uh, is rational. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we all have it to varying degrees. Um, but you can't let it keep, can't, you can't let it keep you from doing the things that you really want to do. And, and so I think in terms of when you're being out, when you're outside and you're, you're hiking, just pay attention, you know, look, keep, look where you're walking. So you don't step on that snake. Um, and if you, you know, don't, don't run or hike with headphones, so you can't hear things around you. Um, look, keep an eye out for open for creeps like me, you know, <laughs> that are lurking about. And then if you see some wacko, you know, you turn around and uh, I, th- I think that's just general awareness. Yeah. And so and sometimes they don't really look like wackos. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. But, um, but yeah, wildlife can be men. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So that's yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Creepy trail people. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's also a reason to go with a friend, to always mm-hmm. go with a buddy too. It makes you yeah. feel so yeah. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, like you see somebody that maybe doesn't have hiking clothes on or just doesn't look quite right. And mm-hmm. you're just like, I am here in little shorts and a tank top and I've got nothing. Right, right. <laughs> so, but so you can run we- fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I, I, I on think, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there are so definitely things you things. can do. I mean, you can carry pepper spray. You can take some self-defense classes. You know, uh, I took some practice Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and that's very helpful stuff because at least you know you can take control of a situation. Mm-hmm. Am I still scared and nervous when I'm out by myself, especially in the front country? Yeah, I am, and uh, I I usually grab a friend and, and hike, but every once in a while I'll go. And there are certain trails that I will go by myself on, but there are some that I will not go by myself. And that's, Severia, I make what that makes you choice. feel safe? So honestly having a friend. So, um, you know, there's all this women who are like solo hiking and I want to get out there by myself and it's empowering. And I, I'm not a fan. So I don't, one, I don't hike by myself. And when I do go out, I make sure in case something happens, one, because if you get injured, not even just creeper dudes, but, or creeper people, but if you get injured, if you yeah. get hurt, if you get bit, if you yeah. do get bit, all just sorts of things safety. can happen, but yeah. it's a safety thing. And so when I go, especially backcountry, or I think there's not going to be um, service, I always have some sort of uh, in satellite device or in reach. I use a, the bigger version. This is adorable. I love this. And I'm super jealous of this one. Um, but I use it in Reach, which has an SOS function. It also has a two-way communicator, so you can check in with people to say, checking in, all's good, running a little late, those kinds of things. And then also your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Your cell phone has, there's GPS programs, so you can track. So if you think you're getting lost, you can come back. Um, as well as a lot of times the 911 function on your phone will work even if your cell reception yeah. doesn't. So that's another good reason to have your phone. Mm-hmm. And then also, like I would say most importantly, going back to the education thing, is making sure you always stay found. So again, yeah. 
Always having a map, always having the 10 essentials, right? So you're prepared if something happens. Map, compass, knowing where you are. Um, Because once you're lost, it's much harder to figure out where you are versus if you stay found. So if you Mm -hmm. have a map and you know where you are and you're kind of tracking like, oh, I'm at this trail junction and now I'm here. Exactly. Paying attention. Paying attention. Okay, I'm here now. Here's a landmark. Here's a landmark. Okay, next junction, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's make sure we address all the different types of fear. We um, we did talk about bears. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's uh, I think we should talk about uh, bear spray really quickly um, because some people might think that they can use this. So there's ward off two kinds of bears <laughs> that we need to be talking about. There's black bears, which are most common in California, stuff like that. And honestly, they're scaredy cats, yeah, right? They are. So yeah. being noisy, bear bells. I think we had one somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, making noise, whistles, yeah. clapping most, your hands. Yeah, clapping yeah. hands. Most likely, they're one. You're not going to see yeah. them because when they hear you coming, they're going to disappear, and you just don't want to startle them. So most of the time, they'll run away. Grizzlies, on the other hand, which are things in like Montana, Wyoming, like those places, they do have grizzly bears. Alaska, Alaska, yeah. And so that's where things like bear spray or you need extra precautions mm-hmm. um, when you're going out, but. Again, there's lots of things that you can do that are preventative so that you don't get hurt. Same with mountain mm-hmm. lions, rattlesnakes, all that kind of stuff. And, and just a note too, um, so the if you're thinking about possibly carrying bear spray as, as a, a safety uh, deterrent for, uh, for humans, um, Bear spray is not as is as strong as um, as pepper spray for humans, so um, it's not a great. So it's probably better than nothing. Um, but uh, if you're thinking about that, you're probably better off carrying a, a small canister of, of uh, pepper spray to protect you as well. And keep in mind, some um, national parks don't allow you to use the bear spray. Um, in yeah, in California, yeah. that's Yosemite and uh, and Sequoia. Uh, So check those rules before you head out with bear spray. For sure. So I would also say another fear of probably getting hurt when you're out outdoors. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, unfortunately, part of being adventurous and part of having fun and going outdoors is you're going on an even path. You're going different places. So I would say, you know, if you're going to be going into the backcountry, taking a wilderness first aid class and kind of knowing what it entails to be in the backcountry and how to get yourself hurt. And also just always having a simple first aid kit with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scratches, yes. bumps, bruises, stuff like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. and just, just acknowledging, yeah. like just knowing that it's going to happen. Yeah. And, yeah. And, okay. and again, that's just awareness. Be careful. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So if we kind of knock that fear out of the park, boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now, <laughs> Goodbye, kitty cat. (laughs) Okay, so now it is time to hear from our audience. Do you guys have any questions for us? Oh, conjuring. We're getting the questions. And keep in mind these discussions. We're gonna. If you contribute to our conversation, then we are gonna send you our Peppa foot. So you're gonna have like soft and subtle Mm. feet. Smells really good too. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Okay. Bring down the question. Bring down the question. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. This is so exciting. All right. Okay. Great. That's our first question. All okay. Right. Let me hand them out. Oh, oh, oh wow. Oh, no, where are my glasses? glasses. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. I threw them for a loop. Are we all women or what? Should we start with Roxanne? Oh. Um. Here. Let's see. 
this is question number three. They're numbered. Um, that's, oh, okay. that's okay. Just go. Okay. From Tanya, how does social media impact the outdoor experience? Oh, that's a great that's a Oh, great that's question. a great question. That yeah. affects things like I'm not good enough. I'm not ready to go out there because right. you're seeing all of these images of these perfect beautiful athletes, you know, that are in perfect form. I think we posted some of those. Yeah, they're us. And I am so sorry. I, I'm so sorry for those. Um, but no, yeah, I, I think it's, that's right because it's so it sets an unreasonable yeah. standard. And and I think those are a lot of the, the posed shots, right? But, but I do have to say it also impacts in a good way where people are inspired. Absolutely. Like, wow, yeah. that's really beautiful. I'd love to go there. Where are you? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I didn't yeah. know that peak existed exactly. in yeah. like an hour so, away from Los Angeles. So for Los me Angeles. personally, even though I think this was, I, I'm assuming, impact in also that we're always behind our camera and doing things like that. But I point. feel that in social media, when I see beautiful shots of people outdoors, I'm yeah. inspired yeah. and I want to get outdoors. That's what yeah. happens to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I, 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 I think, think so overall it's better. Yeah. 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 Positive. I would also say being sensitive to when you're posting where you're going, because a lot of times it's inspiring to be like, oh my God, this is beautiful. I definitely want to go visit here. But then if you're posting someplace that's sensitive, like it can also get overrun. And so just knowing that if you happen to have somebody share with you a really special place or something that can be sensitive and can be harmed by a lot of people, just being respectful of like the leave no trace perspective yeah, of it. Sure. There you go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it just makes places more, much more popular. All right. This is this, this is a good question for you to answer. This is a good question for me. Erica, Erica, you've got me here. Yes. So, how do you quiet your inner voice doing things when solo? Um, your inner voice of fear when doing things solo. So, Erica. I don't do things solo <laughs> because yeah. my inner voice is too loud <laughs> and it takes away from my experience. So I have tons of friends who love solo hiking. It's where they rejuvenate. It's where they find peace and they love it. Um, and a lot of them have you know, done different things. And I don't maybe you guys do some solo stuff so you can speak to better. But personally, for me, I like a buddy like I like having a friend at least my dog, although she's little, so she's not much like of help for the fear yeah. thing. Um, but I actually like the com- I like having somebody on the trail with me, and I also yeah. because I like the shared experience. Right. For me, part yeah. of this, yeah. right. for sure. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yeah. look how pretty that yeah. is! Yeah. Well, and right. then you have somebody to take right. your picture. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do this exactly. And that's like an experience that yeah. those two people like. As much as you tell the story with others, they'll never really understand unless you were there. Yeah. So, okay, so I realized that that we really went all in, like, we're not going so (laughs) well. But I know a lot of people um, that I've spoken to that really enjoy that peace and getting to know other friends on the trail that they, um, and plus, um, from my experience doing the John Muir Trail, I did have a friend go with me, but, but what if, that other person wasn't at my pace or what if there was something really quirky. Um, So you really have to choose your partners wisely and maybe going solo, it lets that, uh, it's more easy. You know, yeah, and that, you might be on worry. a soul-searching journey. I mean, you might want to be right. alone, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I don't, I yeah. don't fault anybody I, I for doing that. I also think the question is more about. So this person apparently thinks I'm already solo. I have these fears. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think addressing a lot what Marilee or what we've all talked about here is just really trusting yourself and not to put yourself in situations and. 
Yeah. Just know that right. you're okay. It, Trust yeah. yourself. And so I would say, yeah. listen to like, what is the fear? Yeah. Right? So is the fear that you're going to get attacked by an animal? Think mm-hmm. through like, how realistic mm-hmm. is it that you're really going to get attacked by an animal? Right. Is, you right. know, like think about what is it that's causing the fear and thinking if you can have a rational response or a way to make yourself so that when you go out, you're not fearful yeah. of animals, and, of strangers. And it's a normal thing to have. Yeah, I right. think because yeah. when I've come across and we've come across people solo hiking, and women specifically, I think that's the question. And I remembered one woman saying she always has to have a conversation with herself yes. to talk herself out of things yeah. and to just do it and know she's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that, and I think that combined with just good common sense, being aware, right? right. And and you come out of it alive and well, and it, and it just gives you that that, that greater yeah. sense of empowerment. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Yeah. About, yeah. About so I worry travel. now more about crossing the street. I worry yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> it's more realistic that I'm going to get hit by a car than I'm going to get attacked by the mountain sure. lion that we threw outside. Those were two great <laughs> questions, by yeah. the way. No, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So we have a question from Diane, and this is a really good question. Um, She asks, "What advice do you have for people with mobility issues who want to get outside?" And uh, and and I think it's a great question. And I think immediately, I think you know, reach out to your active friends, let them know you want to get outside. Because I think it's, I mean, shame on us. Sometimes we think, oh, you know, they 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 can't walk so well. They, they don't want to come outside, but maybe we're just missing that, you know? And I think that, that that's a, a really important thing. The other thing is I have noticed that there's a much greater um, emphasis on, on mobility, like in the national parks. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so much, a, a much greater accessibility than they used to. What do you girls have? Yeah, that? without knowing the, the level of mobility um, issues that are going on, you know, but we can, you know, if you're in a wheelchair, you know, these ramped, like all the ramped um, mm-hmm. in the parks and things like that, um, there are different ways. I mean, so, how about like running? If you're a runner, you you know, somebody's in a wheelchair, maybe they want to go mm-hmm. out and get out. You can take them out or, I mean, I feel like we can do a lot better job of, yeah. of thinking so of there are definitely There are some amazing stories, um, even about um, persons who have gone blind and that are running with a guide and somebody. And oh the my woman, gosh. The woman that ran the Grand Canyon blind oh. just this year. Amazing. Just this last year, yeah. Yeah, and I would say again, it's framing what being outdoors looks right. like to you, yeah, right? right? So Definitely. being outdoors or yeah. enjoying the outdoors or wilderness doesn't necessarily mean a peak or 15 miles in the back country. There right. are a lot of very like front, what we consider front country, close to home opportunities, state parks. Parks. You know, yes. city parks that you can really find, arboretums, yes. botanical yeah. gardens, where Absolutely. you can go have these amazing moment like outdoor moments and times yeah. so that are more accessible yeah. yes so definitely accessible. absolutely yeah yeah but yeah. i say definitely reach out if you have a mobility issue reach out to people you know because i if, if i knew somebody you know that wanted me to help absolutely i i mm-hmm. would love to to do what i could you know to help okay i have a really good one from lillian so this is going to be um, a great closer for us because we're running out of time. So really quickly, she's asking, what experience got you hooked on the outdoor life? Mm. So oh. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> My family would take me camping, you know, since I was like five years old. The day we got out of school in June, we were 
taken that tent. We were going camping and, um, and you know, I didn't know that that was just my life as a kid. And as an adult, um, in my twenties, I kind of got away from it a little bit, but when I really needed that peace and grounding and healing, I came back to nature. And then that's why I devoted my life to influencing other women and to get outdoors. So what was yours? Yeah. So I too had a very similar uh, background growing up. I mean, I grew up in a family. We were camping every weekend. And so I'm very, very lucky that, that I had uh, that, that upbringing. But I have to say just, you know, like Cindy, I, being outdoors with my girlfriends is just my favorite thing in the world. I, I, I And every time I go out, I just, I want to do it again and again and again. And I, I never want to come back. I just it's want addictive. all the, yeah. And, <laughs> it's a good and that, that is just what fuels it. It's just my time with my girlfriends out in the wilderness and there's just nothing better. That's awesome. It's a very, what you Yeah, got? for me, I had the opposite where when we were kids, we were like, we want to go camping. And my mom like bought us like tents and sleeping bags and put us in the backyard. We're like, how fun camping is. <laughs> um, so it wasn't until my 30s and I was working at a marketing company that worked in the outdoor industry and I realized I might want some more knowledge about outdoor stuff. I always did team sports. Um, and so I took the wilderness travel course with the Sierra Club here in Los Angeles and it I mean, it literally changed my life. So I now, my whole career is focused on the outdoors. I'm a, you know, I'm teaching in the outdoors. Like it completely changed my life. And it was because like the first time I went into the Sierra and I just was happy. And I think also too, I was deliriously happy when I survived snow camping. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't die. Um, but just, there was just a feeling that I can't describe that just like was life changing. So being able yeah. to get a little bit farther in the backcountry and feel comfortable and confident doing that was life changing for me. Right. Well, I grew up in Alaska, so I spent all of the time outdoors, but I was still in the city in Anchorage. Um, So it wasn't until, even though we did hikes, it wasn't that I had to do, you know, go climb Denali or anything like that. It was like we were always outdoor playing, whether it was skiing or skating, sledding in the summer, just outside all the time. Um, and it wasn't until I got older that I was more intrigued that I wanted to get out and do more things like backpacking. And then I met my friend Marilee who lived <laughs> down the street. And so next thing we know, I'm in the Sierras and now we've done many adventures together. So it's, it's been amazing. And I have to say the outdoors is the place that makes me feel happy. Yeah. So makes me feel really good. That's yeah. awesome. That yeah. was such a great closing, closing question oh for yes. all Couldn't of us. Better. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that one. Fantastic yeah. questions by all of our viewers. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, don't forget, you will be getting a Peppa Foot. Peppa Foot. Yay. Oh, so by Rinse, thank you again to Rinse Soap Company um, for giving us these. Yeah, and if we did not get to your questions, please continue to write them in the feed, in the feed below, and one of us will be answering you and addressing that offline. So continue those good thoughts. And if you like this programming, Please like us, share us, and email us at chickaboomtv at gmail.com. Bring us your topics, because you never know. That might be the one we choose for episode two. We definitely want to hear from you. It's It's a discussion between all of us. And Chickaboom is a fun, lively discussion where we get women in the outdoors confidently and comfortable. Ignite the discussion. Ladies, thank you so much. Cheers.